This is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats. I just want to take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the support of this podcast. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button and take a moment and fill out a review. It makes a whole lot of help in terms of growing and developing this podcast. Enjoy today's chat. Peace. Absolutely, man. I'm excited. But all right, so we'll rock and roll. Hey, this is Kieran, uh, Coach's Corner Chats Podcast. Today, I'm excited to have Byron Gutierrez on with me. Um, Byron, go ahead and just give us a little background for uh, those that maybe don't know who, of you and what have you and kind of where you're at and what you're doing in terms of the soccer world. Yeah, so um, I coach uh, high school girls uh, in Oklahoma. Um, I coach club as well in Oklahoma. Um, and I'm, I'm a teacher, so that's just, uh, that's just where I'm at right now. Um, and enjoying myself at the high school level, as well as the, as a club level. And at the club level, I just coach a rec, rec U14. So does the, uh, does the rec U14 girls end up going into your high school program? Well, uh, no, um, because they're two complete different entities, I guess you would say. Um, I coach at the club level. I coach in my hometown, which is 45 to 50 minutes away from the high school that I'm at. Uh, okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. So they would go to a different school district or school. Yeah. But there's no high school soccer around the club that I coach at. So that's their, that is, that's all the soccer exposure that they get. Oh, Wow. I did not even – so the girls that you're coaching at U14, which then continue to play at 15, 16, and that's the only soccer they have. And and it's co-ed. And it's boys and girls. Wow. Yeah. So what – What? Um, how, I guess how do, the, how do the players handle that scenario, not having do – they, do they yearn for high school soccer and what have you? I wouldn't think so because they don't – they don't know what high school soccer is. So this is normal to them. This uh, U14 co-ed is just what they've been doing because it's a small, it's a small town club. Um, so it's just, it's just normal for them. So then uh, what's it like? What's the, the balancing act of like dealing with them and then going to the high school girls? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you know, they're uh at the club level, U14 co-ed, um, I guess I would have to take it a little bit less serious. Not that I'm like, not that I'm a military sergeant or anything like that, but um, understanding that there'll be just uh, different levels of playing. Um, but I, I actually try to coach them the same way. Um, uh, I'm, I might have to adjust the games based on the technical skill level of like our high school girls and our uh, club team. But uh, I, I I just try to coach them the same way, uh, philosophy, same style of play, um, just because it's what I'm comfortable at. And if I have to adjust, I'll, I'll adjust accordingly with them, so. Um, does that, do you think it helps having like different style, like I guess maybe talent level <clears throat> stuff to kind of try things out? And then that kind of helps you see like, oh, this worked with my high school girls not so much with the co-ed or vice versa. Yeah, I have to adjust all the time. I have to adjust all the time. So 
Uh, I'm learning as I go, uh, which it makes me look like I'm lost sometimes, but, uh, but I love it. It just challenges me and it challenges our players to adjust as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's a good challenge for me, uh, on a, you know, on a weekly basis when I'm coaching, uh, co-ed and, and, uh, high school. So is the co-ed group, do they play in an actual like co-ed league and such? Uh, so they play, <clears throat> they would play like in a U14 boys league. But if the, if the other teams have co-ed, then they would just play a co-ed team. How, how, do, uh, how do the girls handle that, that challenge of having boys either on the team or boys to go against? Mm -hmm. the... uh, I think they enjoy having the boys on the team. Um, it, some of the, so we're new to the club, my daughter and I, my daughter's on the team as well. Okay. So uh, I'm new to the club. I was new this year coaching, but the other boys and girls have been with each other. So it's, it's normal for them. And then just playing against the boys, um, you know, it's a little bit, <clears throat> you know, actually, I think, I think if it was an all girls team, I think it'd be more physical. Uh, I'm surprised. I think it would be more physical if it was all girls than just the boys and girls playing together. I think, I think they try to play just soccer rather than trying to bump or, or, you know, tackle hard and things like that. I think you just try to, just try to play accordingly. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so that's just, that's eye opening for me that there are kids at the high school age that may not even have, we've, I mean, I've talked about that on some of my mm -hmm. things like that I've been putting out is just the yeah. opportunities for kids. Um, and so it surprises me just honestly that there are a group of, 14, 15, 16 year old kids that don't maybe have the same, same pathways as so many others um, do. And just to be just 45 minutes away from where you're coaching a high school team. And then there isn't that opportunity. Um, but I think it's cool that the club that you are at gives that opportunity for those kids to play. Yes. Yes. And we're trying to, we're trying to make it uh, grow a little bit. Um, and uh, I'm also, I'm also, I became the DOC there. So <clears throat> I'm excited for that, for that challenge as well. Um, it, you know, it's a small club, but we're just trying to get on the same page and just give, uh, give kids opportunity to play. And then uh, we partnered up with United Soccer Academies, um, which um, that's with John Johnson on, on Twitter. Um, okay. We're, we're going to try and start an academy there for U7 through U, U11, just to uh, maybe – uh, just to get more exposure, uh, more time uh, with coaches like myself to to continue training, you know, rather than just training twice twice a week or once a week. So, so, um, so in terms of the DOC and all that type of stuff, how long have you been kind of in the mix as a soccer coach and 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 what have you? Um, so I've just been coaching for five years, uh, right out of right out of college, um, and I just started coaching high school soccer. Um, <clears throat> the school that I was going to, <clears throat> I knew that, um, that I was going to be hired there. Uh, I mean, I knew they had a soccer program, uh, but the head coach was leaving. So they just told me, you know, once I was in the interview process, Hey, you, you'll be the boys and girls head high school soccer coach. And, um, I, I was excited, but I absolutely had no idea what I was about to get into. <laughs> Yeah, I um, so I just went through my first year, as you know, and at the high school level, mm -hmm. and 
I was the same way. I went in and, um, and I will get your kind of feedback on that experience yeah. as to, um, I got so focused on, oh, we're going to play this formation. Here's our style mm -hmm. of play. And then it was so many other things. <laughs> um, so what was, so the other question is, do you have, did you play soccer as a kid coming up? Uh, and I played uh, one time in eighth grade. And then uh, uh, after eighth grade, during the high school, I moved to Oklahoma. And uh, I didn't know in the area there was soccer. So I didn't get to play again until my senior year and then freshman year of college. And then uh, <clears throat> I played uh, club soccer for my college my freshman year. Okay. And then I, I transferred to my university, which is a local university, and then just walked on the JV uh, boys soccer program. So, and then, so I just, I'm actually probably a better player now than I would ever thought of when I was a teenager or, or you know, a, a young adult, so. And how do you think you'd be a better player now than when you were a player? I try to use what I coach when I'm playing pickup soccer and things like that. So I definitely need talent around me because I found out if I don't have, if I'm the guy, I am not the guy. So <laughs> if I have better players around me, I look good. So. Yeah, it is. Um, I think you probably found it too, especially with like even the teaching side. Um, like for me, when I look back at my first three to five years of teaching, I was an absolute mess. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was survival. Uh, and now I feel like so much more confident and, I, and, and what have you. I'm not so much worried about the content now. It's just about how to deliver it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and then you were saying you moved to Oklahoma. So where were you, where were you before you got to Oklahoma? I moved from Miami, Florida uh, during high school, my freshman year. And uh, born and raised in Miami or? Yeah, yeah, just uh, uh, the town's called Hialeah, which is like 20 minutes. It's a suburb, 20 minutes from uh, Miami. So uh, my, my family, you know, uh, they were immigrants, but they, they, they stayed there and became citizens. So that's where, that's where I was born and raised essentially. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm in Oklahoma now, so I'm a, I consider myself an Oklahoman, but all my sports teams, um, you know, as you have mentioned, uh, I stay with, I stay with my Miami. So. And, and things are turning around in Miami. Your heat played really well. The <laughs> Dolphins, who used to be kind of a, you know, Man. kind of a laughing stock are now. Absolutely. Yeah. 20 them and the bills to playing better. Yeah. 20 years of, uh, mediocrity. Um, it's really good to see, you know, and it just, it just, seeing the culture change in Miami, uh, the Heat have their own culture. You know, they're never trying to tank or anything like that. Uh, it just, it's cool to see and maybe like, not that I'll ever be Pat Riley or Brian Flores or anything like that, but just try to build upon that within our team's uh, soccer. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to, to be able to see that in person rather than going eight and eight on the Dolphin season for like the fifth time in a row or, or watching the Heat not be able to make it to the playoffs because uh, you know, injuries and things like that, but there's no excuses. They just continue to, to rely on their strong culture. And uh, it's cool to see, it's cool to see that now. So. So the, you bring up that, that buzzword of culture and stuff is so, yeah. is that something that <clears throat> sure you're, you're trying to instill within your girls at the high school level and now at the director, that's something you're trying to, um, to instill within like all your coaches and players and families right. and parents. Uh, 
what things, what things have you found kind of maybe successful with maybe just your high school program or just anything in general that you've kind of dealt with that you think helps kids buy in and what have you? I think culture, I think like uh, being uh, assertive in the sense of like, hey, this is what we're doing. Uh, this is what we're going to continue to do. Um, and that's just the way it's going to be. You know, there's no like, you have, I feel like you have to set your standards and expectations and, and values first and, and not stray away from those to where you're not being questioned about them. You know, so like at the high school level, we lift twice a week. We're going to do that all season. You know, maybe we'll adjust accordingly, you know, to games. Uh, but that's just what we do. You know, uh, we have a dress code, um, school colors. You know, that's just what we do. Um, you know, the communication between players and coaches, like if you're not going to be at practice, do the club or, you know, now we have COVID and exposure, things like that. Yeah. Communication is just, is, you have to do that. You have to communicate with the coaches. It's just, it's just what we do. Um, so, and then, you know, at the, at the club level, um, now it's just trying to get parents and coaches under the same uh, banner in a sense, rather than different, different teams coaching different. Mm -hmm. I think coaching education would be huge um, once we get that set up uh, for the culture of the club and how we want to develop our players. So, so again, just standards and values and expectations so they, they can be questioned as long as it's uh, the betterment for the, for the program. So. Do you see that? Do you think that the ones that they'll pretty much be similar across the board for both the club setting and for your high school setting? Uh, get the ask that first part again. I didn't get that first part. Uh, do you think it'll be consistent across the board for both the oh, okay. setting and the high school? It'd be consistent, and then uh, I would think so. Uh, and then the ones that aren't consistent with it, you'll be able. To, I mean, you'll be able to tell who's not going to be consistent with it. And uh, just being able to set that standard and culture, the people that aren't consistent with it will stand out. So mm -hmm. then those people that stand out, you'll have to have conversations with them like, you know, what can we do to, to help you feel, you know, whether it's like feeling a part of the club or feeling a part of the team or you want to do things differently, just having those conversations of how to uh, include them and not exclude them. So, uh, what, uh, has there been, um, I guess, how have your, how have the coaches at the, at the club been open to, um, the idea of, of a kind of a unified program versus I'm coaching my own type of thing? Are they, are they paid coaches? Are they parent volunteer type things or? Yeah, it's, parent, it's all parent volunteer. So I, I volunteer my time as well with the U14 team. Um, we are not there yet. So after Christmas, uh, we're going to launch our coaching education program. And uh, I'll definitely keep you updated on how that's going to go. But with the, with the president of the club on board, and he coaches a team as well, um, he's just excited to, to have uh, a unified system, a unified playing style. You know, I think that that, that helps with the teams, helps with us coaches, like if we have to adjust and coach maybe a different team, you know, the, the kids aren't just like, you know, what, I don't know what receiving across the body is, you know, things like that. So. Yeah, I think, I think it's cool. And that was one of the things when I was a director was trying to get people to buy in 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's always like the hardest part, even not just even from players or from parents, especially parents. Parents are loons, as you know, because <laughs> uh, most of them aren't educated or understand mm-hmm. the game to a, the benefit or the highest, the level they need to be. Right. Um, but I like that the one thing that you have a win, it sounds like if you've got the guy that's at the top, yes. fine and, and he'll be role modeling it. Um, that's always a win. Um, it's a small club too. So it's not, we don't have a whole lot of teams. So I, you know, we're just starting small and, and hoping it expands. And if it doesn't expand, then our, our players will be better for the program. So. Well, the cool thing too is, is you're able to, as you're, if you have, you know, a handful of teams playing a certain style and a certain way, it's so much easier to set, not sell it, but to share to people yeah. like, Hey, if you want to clump, you come here. Here's look, look at this team over here. This is how we play. Oh, look, it's just like this team over here that we play. So there's a consistent, I think, um, you know, I hear so many parents and players talk about like, depending on who I get as a coach in the club, that's, that controls my experience. Right, you know what right. I mean? And the, the cool thing sounds like for you is you're trying to say, look, I want all the players and coaches and what have you to have the same experience in here. So we're, it's not a, oh, I wish I was on that team or, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 We just, we just want to be unified. You know, if we're going to be under the club, we're going to, we're going to play the same way. I mean, you know, you'll have to adjust accordingly, but if we all have the same playing style, same philosophies, um, but with each and every coach, they'll have their own individual creativity within that. I think that just adds, um, I guess, awesomeness to, to the program itself. So. Well, it sounds cool too that you've kind of linked up with like a bigger entity in that U.S. Academy mm-hmm. kind of idea, which I think is really cool to have someone who's already got kind of already a structure in place. Right, you know, right. And having that contact person um, makes it so much easier because he's always putting out content and sharing wow. stuff. So yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time. So I mean, we met through uh, I met you through Twitter. I met him through Twitter. Um, so it's been it's been pretty awesome to be able to share ideas and then uh, unify within an idea to, you know, I've met this guy on Twitter and now we're going to try and make this club in Oklahoma, you know, better, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, it's just, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to to be able to, to um, unify that way. It's one of the, it's one of the cool things of social media for sure. Like there's so many kind of negative <laughs> and, people yes. stuff and all this kind of stuff. So you have to kind of weigh your, you know, work your way through. So I think someone, one of the guys I talked to the other day on a zoom was sent called a brain pollution because there's just so much kind of crap that gets put out, but yeah. it's cool though. Cause when you can link with people that are, that are passionate into it in for the kids um, want to learn, like it's not, you know, you're talking about coaching education and all this kind of stuff. Like that's, I think was one of the things that resonated with me just even through Twitter um, that's why I was excited to, to chat with you. Um, you brought up and you mentioned COVID. So how is that? Do, does Oklahoma play? So high school, do they play in the fall, the spring? spring. How does you guys are spring? Mm-hmm. But we started practice December 1st. And so what, what are the restrictions? Are there, what's the, it seems like every, every coach you talk to has a different set of standards. Uh, Club, there's really no restrictions uh, in Oklahoma. High school, um, they have to be wearing a mask unless they're actively participating. Okay. Um, so we can practice normal, but as soon as they're done with practice, 
mask on, sanitizer ready to go. Um, so, but club, club was normal. Like, you know, just, there's no, no COVID in club, but in high school there's COVID. So we have to uh, be aware of that. So. So will you be uh, coaching the club in the spring as well, along with high school? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to have to, that, that's new. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I was assistant before I, I was an assistant coaching club before. So if I had a high school games, like, Hey, I, you know, I can't make it. So now that I'm leading a team or coaching a team, it's just now we're just gonna have to figure out what days and times can be available for, you know, for our, for our players at the club, you know, cause under, I'm under contract with the high school, so I yeah. can't, I'm not missing high school games. Um, yeah. So we're, we'll just see, we'll see how that works, but I do enjoy the high school season in the spring. Uh, you know, it's cold at first, but then you get that spring weather, 60 degrees every day. It's, it's awesome to play and practice in and coach in. Um, so, uh, and I've seen some of your, you guys have play on turf. Yeah, we play on turf. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome thing to have. looks like a great facility. Yeah. It's, it's one of the bigger schools, uh, in Oklahoma and, uh, so we play on the east side of the uh, – we play east side high schools. So we'll be playing the biggest schools that the state can offer. So we're, we're excited about that. So, like, where in Oklahoma are you – is the school located? Kind of central or – Yeah, it's central. So uh, I would say it's, like, 20 minutes, 25 minutes from Oklahoma City. Uh, I would say – I would say north of Oklahoma City. Okay. It's, Ed, it's Edmond, Oklahoma. Now, I might be wrong on the north, but it's only 20, 25 minutes from Oklahoma City. Um, and now, do do your players that come into the high school, do that, Do you find that and most of them are playing club? They, yes. I, I've been at high school programs where no one's playing club. All these girls are playing club soccer. They're playing year-round soccer. They're playing at different levels of, you know, the the club level, um, whether it's the former DA or just you know competitive, or even even rec. They're all they're playing year round. So I just I'm really lucky to to have those type of players. And uh, now I just I, I, for them I focus more tactically than I would technically, uh, just because I feel like they would. I mean, and just watching them and seeing them, they they get their technical work, at, you know, at the club level. So, I think it's cool that you made the like the observation of what what needed, what was going to help them or help your program, mm -hmm. and like you said, like the technical side. Did with them coming in and being like pretty talented. Yeah, pretty talented. Does um, is that um, how do I say this? Like. Uh, kind of scary, I guess, yeah. in a way, to have to do it. Like, holy smokes, I got to raise my coaching up. Um, <laughs> what can I do? Because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to send them back to their club setting, and they're like, "What the heck do you guys do for three months?" Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, uh, starting out, starting out, like, I guess when I got hired and understanding what type of level of players I was going to have, uh, it, it was intimidating. Um, and then knowing the club culture around, like they, you know, they, they have a high expectation of their clubs. So 
but then once we started practice, uh, I've, I'm confident tactically on what we want to do and how we want to play. So and so that that confidence helps me with the girls um, and the girls. I mean, they they ask questions and they're like, you know, should we do this or should we do that? Or can we do this? Can we do that? And I said, hey, I'm open to all suggestions. But if I don't like them, we're not doing them. <laughs> if I like them, we'll do them. You know, so sometimes they set up their own games like uh, over the river, you know, things like that. And as long as it's fitting the tactical concepts of what we're trying to do, um, I mean, we'll do it, you know. But just it was intimidating at first just because what type of level of girls I was going to have. But I was uh, set in stone with my philosophy or I am set in stone with my philosophy and coaching style to where once we got on that field, um, it, it just it was normal. It was normal. It's just like I'm coaching any other kids. So I think it's awesome that one, you at least listen to their input. That was one of the things that I gained through this first year was as a coach, you get so hyper focused on certain things sometimes that you miss what's going on and, and we're not there, we're not out there playing. Right. So, yeah, we're not. yeah. So when we're saying, hey, I need that ball to go to blah, blah, blah. Well, in their head, they're like, whatever it is, like, I feel like there's pressure on me, or I don't think I have time, or the ball came in too fat, like just whatever it might be. So I think it's cool that you at least, and to at least say, look, at the end of the day, I'm running the show. Yeah. So we'll do what I say, but I love, I think, and I think kids, we don't give them enough credit. Their soccer IQs are, I think, getting higher and higher because so much soccer yeah, yeah. is on uh, TV. We've got better coaches like you in the mix who are putting better things in place for uh, players to learn. Um, so then you were talking about like playing style. And I know you've been, you brought up about like, I like to see it in the club. I like to see it at the high school level. What, so if I go and watch your teams play, what, what things would I, are those things that maybe I'm going to see consistently from, from your girls? Or maybe um, we try to, yeah. And in the, in the, in the co-ed team as well, we try to focus on individual play, just uh, being confident on the ball or just uh, taking risk 1v1, um, but also uh, trying to have them understand like, what options do you have? Why are these options maybe better? You know, who's an option um, that's available? Um, and then if we can go forward, we'll go forward. You know, playing out of the back, playing in the midfield, uh, uh, trying to circulate the ball, trying to like, um, keep the ball in the attacking third to find an opening uh, rather than crossing the ball all the time. Um, that's what we're focusing on. So positional play, I, I feel like is what we do at the, at the club level. And then at the high school girls, that's, that's what I'm comfortable with. I think it's cool that you brought up the, like, who's an option, you know, when can I play this? Where can I play it? I think those kind of thought processes kids don't, think about so much they go as we, you probably know so much of just I'm gonna get I'm just gonna kick it forward toward yeah. our goal and there's no thought process to like why did you do that right no idea I just naturally just whipped it <laughs> uh, yeah and like you said I've seen it numerous times where a kid will be probably the only one in the final third on the wing and will play a cross in and there's nobody there mm -hmm. and then people you know all everybody's like where is everybody well 
why'd you cross it in the first place then if you knew right. you were there? Um, yeah, and we just try to, and we just try to, if we can go forward, we'll go forward. So if the keeper finds somebody open, the striker open, like go ahead and give it to the striker then. You know, we're not, if we, if we can, we'll play out of the bag, but if we, if we don't need to, we, we won't, you know? So it's just, um, you, I, like coaching players, we all have to adjust accordingly to what, you know, what the team, what the opposing team gives us. So. Um, the, the idea with the, the club team, that still just baffled me that there's not a high school opportunity uh, for them. Is there a chance yeah. at some point that maybe there could be? I would not think so. It's really small schools. Uh, I mean, is it just because, like, even numbers-wise, they wouldn't have enough players? I would think so. I would think the number-wise and just with a small school setting – uh baseball is king in the spring track yeah in the spring um so i just would not think now we go 15 minutes to another town and it's a bigger town they have high school soccer so it's just it's just crazy how you know and the kids have to go to school within their district so they live within the district they have to go to school there so if there's no exposure to soccer, then there's no reason to miss or want to play soccer. So, yeah, that's just, uh, it's kind of, it's interesting and then kind of like bums me out that, yeah, it isn't. I, and I'm so happy that you're going to be part of that mix that's going to let them have those opportunities. Um, and I think the cool thing is too, is if you can, if you get a couple of those kids that are actually talented and like into it, you know, if you can reach out to right, yeah, yeah. other no, clubs or something, yeah. you know, or even like, hey, like a <clears throat> junior college or a, you know, smaller school, like I got a kid here who's just been playing and, and what have you, those kids, like that would be like so stinking cool for those kids to see what's outside of their, like kind of their area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, at the previous high school, uh, I had this player, um, he didn't play club. But I mean, he put in the work all the time, uh, trying to get better technically. And even during uh, the summers, uh, he would come and train with me and uh, we train together. And I mean, he's playing Juco now uh, in, in Oklahoma. And then so anytime he has the opportunity to come back, he always wants to play or train. So yeah, I mean, that, that opportunity is there for those players. Um, it's not at the exposure that we want it, but if like, you know, like you or, you know, or I have connections on, you know, on Twitter or even around locally, we can, we can help make those things come a reality if that's something that they want to continue doing for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, like I said, I think it's cool that in those kind of opportunities, someone like you and, and like the president of the club and stuff are in that mix and want to do so many positive things with them. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, and to and to create opportunities and and what have you. And if all it is is for them to enjoy playing soccer for the next five years, then so yeah. be it. Um, yeah, I think uh, our club philosophy is just we want them. Well, and the, the the crazy thing is, is that U14 is a is at the highest age that we have at the club. So we want our players to continue playing throughout. I guess their high school experience and. 
um, throughout their adulthood. You know, that's that's our club. Like, we just want them to c continue playing until they can't no more. Um, you know, because because of the opportunities and exposure that the club, unfortunately, doesn't have, you know, so. So when they – so after this season, like your daughter, where does she play soccer next year? Well, the team will try to have the team together, and then so they'll continue to move up. Uh, so we're going to continue to build. Right. Cool, right. So that they're – that's awesome. So it's but there, there has been players that are a year or two older where they, they couldn't play, you know, this past year because there's no <clears> – there's no team. So hmm. – that's super interesting. Yeah, but so they, they come train with us. If they want to if they want to play, they just come practice with us. Which is again like that's so that's so stinking cool. It's so like a community based. Yeah, absolutely. Club, it's community based. Yes. Which is which is awesome. That's one of the things I'm trying to do with my like with my school district we're socioeconomically really low and so I'm trying to do and it sounds like you're doing the same thing is trying to meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. um you know so you know we're trying to do camps but some of them can't get there so can mm -hmm. i move to a, a even if it's a spot of grass that's now within walking distance of certain neighborhoods where they can right. all come and, and and be a part of those things and this has got my 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 brain rolling though it's pretty cool i you know you you hear you hear so much about um and there's always that conflict of select clubs and the amount of stinking money that people have to pay and all this kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And then um, I think we take for granted that there are people that don't have the same opportunities um, that others do. And I think that's, I think it's cool. One, that they get to play at all. And two, like yeah. that, that there's a setup that you're putting in. I, I think like, sounds like you guys are going to have a good vision, like a pathway. It sounds like you're talking about trying to grow it from younger to older. Right, right. Because um, I think the more you guys can get them, or you all can get them exposed, right, uh, they start to recognize like, oh man, this game of soccer is pretty cool. Right. And then the conversations change. Now it's just like, hey, let's give them something to play. Yes. As they do it more, then they start saying like, what else is there? What else can I do with soccer? And then, right. absolutely. You know, one of my <clears throat> one of my players was like, uh, I think this was the most serious I've ever taken soccer before, and uh, but. But he had a, he said, but this was also one of the funnest seasons, you know, just because, uh, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I take the game seriously. I, I love the game and I just want to be able to share that passion uh, with our players. Uh, I definitely love the game more than my daughter. Her, her first sport is basketball. <laughs> oh, basketball. All right. Yeah, her first sport is basketball and that's okay. And that's okay. So, uh, but you know, when that player said this is most serious, but the most funnest, I mean, that's, you know, that's totally, that's totally worth uh, all the, all the time we spent coaching them. So, and, and we, we only had, we only had 12 players and then one moved away. So we had 11 players uh, almost every game. Sometimes we had 10 and we're playing 11 v 11. So yeah. it was. Uh, no complaining know. about playing time. <laughs> no, but, but running out of gas pretty quick for some of them, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, but um, just uh, with the style that we played, not so direct. Even if we wanted to play direct, we couldn't play direct. Yeah, we're um, uh, it, They they hung, they hung on for you know for for the hour of the game. So, 
what's uh what's the experience been like coaching your daughter do you coach her in basketball too no 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 so, thank god yeah <laughs> so is that is that a positive because i coach my daughter as well up to okay. she's a freshman now up until probably seventh grade and okay. that was that was the point where um i realized the dynamic of dad and coach was too mushy and it yeah. wasn't a difference so when i would say something it would be a daughter response back on the field and i was like oh, <laughs> you're not open to so what's your what how's your experience been with your daughter she's in seventh grade right now she's 12 and i just hold her to a higher expectation and i could be a lot nicer so that's that's where i'm at you know where you know you have you have coaches that coach their daughter and, and you know yeah, we let them have fun and there's no conversations uh, in the car. I'm like, you know, this is what you could have done a little bit better, you know, when, you're, <laughs> when we're driving home. And she's like, yeah, I know, you know, but she, she's a champ. Uh, I, I think the coaching dynamic between her and I, 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 don't, I think it's good. There's, it's just after the game or before the game where I could definitely work on not having such a high expectation. For her so it's hard to turn off the the coach part sometimes when you get <laughs> yeah in. that's that's where the issue is it's not the i'll console her or anything but it's definitely like you said just turning off that 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 coaching like i just need to shut it off so is she a uh, miami heat fan as well no she's i'm uh -oh. just here by myself they know i love my dolphins and my heat fan you know my heat and i'm a heat fan uh, if we can watch games together, we will. Um, but I think that's just a unique part of me. And yeah. they just, my wife and daughter, they just accept that for who I am. So, Are they uh, OKC fans? Is that fair? Yeah. That, my brother-in-law is a big OKC fan. We're, I mean, I'm an OKC fan, so I, I enjoy watching them play as well. So, But when the, when the Heat and OKC meet up, I get my Danny jersey on and i'm all i'm all for the heat so that's awesome yeah that is awesome uh so i guess we'll just kind of wrap it up yeah uh, if people want to get a hold of you what's their what's the, the best way to get a hold of you uh twitter uh byron b-y-r-o-n two two nine one one um that's my at um uh, I'm a little different on the Twitter. I, I really just follow a lot. You know, I just started recently posting those those practice videos, and I'll continue doing that. But just like you said, if you can, if you can just take the pollution out of the way, and uh, you know, I see things and I respond to them. I'm not really like the content producer like like you, you know. <laughs> uh, so, but I'm glad for people like you, so I can. Uh, bounce ideas off of so um, but I, I'll be willing to engage or talk or or you know just meet just on zoom or you know anything like that just to talk soccer or you know just to talk philosophy playing styles you know I, I think that's awesome for us to continue learning um, and we may not agree upon some things but that's okay and you know we'll take what we can from from those disagreements so I think one of the best things you can do is what you just mentioned, which was take your activities or a sequence and a play in like a scrimmage or a game and put it out there on Twitter. I think there's too much, at least for me, where people say, oh, here's how we play. 
Yeah. yeah. And then what you go yeah. and watch, you're like, this isn't what you said. You like, they type it, it's in words, but it doesn't, there's nothing to it. So that's why I always like love to share your product. Like just right, right. like when you put stuff out and say, Hey, we did a four V four plus three. Right. And then you made some comments about, Hey, we're still working on this, this, and this, but it's awesome to like, hopefully get some feedback from people like, Hey, I see this. Maybe yeah. you guys can do, you know, here's how I run my four V four plus three. And like, I, we count the number of passes or we do it for 30 seconds or we do this or that or whatever. Um, I yeah, think that's the cool thing. Yeah. That, that's the cool thing. And I was, I was that person. This is how we play. This is how we do. So I'm looking forward to next time being able to catch my club team uh, during practice because that's always unique. Um, but um, I'm hoping that for the spring, I'm able to get some, uh, get some film to see how our playing style uh, has gone uh, from the fall to the spring. So the other benefit of video, which I found, especially with club, <laughs> which, like, especially with like your group is if you, if you film them in their first few sessions and then every two or three weeks film them again, and then you can start, it's perfect stuff to use for like parents um, mm -hmm. Like, hey, look, here's where we were, whatever, January 18th. Here's where we are February 18th. Here's where we are March. You can see the, how, like, the quality, their touches are better, their decision making, you know, all those things that you're going to keep, like, receiving with the back foot. Like, it was a mess in January. Now you can see, especially like your high school girls, like the 4v4. I know because I run that activity as well. It's a disaster the mm -hmm. first session you do it and i tell the players like dude let's work because there's transitions you know when you lose the ball then you guys you know there's all this movement and the poor kids in the middle are like who's got the ball and you know all those things you have to work through but then yeah. after you start doing it over and over again like you know a month later it's a completely different animal yeah yeah absolutely and it's so hard sometimes to say like oh yeah we're getting better we you know you may not be winning um or especially in a scenario where you've got 11 players for your game, it's hard, like, look, let's be realistic. It's hard to play a full 11 v 11 game with no subs or even with one right. sub. Right. So, but within that game, art, we're seeing this thing occur and this occur. And um, I know video is just a huge. Um, huge, yeah, because you can think you have a great practice and you watch film and you're like, oh, this was not as good as I thought it was. Yeah. You think practice was bad and then you go back and watch film and you're like, oh, this was actually pretty. You know pretty good it, it, it takes away the bias oh from, yeah from our minds and that's something like you said like uh that's what film does it takes away bias and it's something that i i look forward to now when i set up um our, our you know our, our games in practice so it's awesome it's awesome well byron this has been i this has been awesome uh yeah. <laughs> it's you, so guys. cool because like i said we've chatted quite a bit on twitter and shared stuff <laughs> and so to have the opportunity to kind of uh, get a little bit more background of who you are and what you're dealing with and all that, cause that kind of stuff, I think it's going to have a huge value to people when they watch it um, and listen to it. So I appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, uh, thank you. On the podcast today. Hey, this is Kieran, Coaches Corner Chats, and I'm out. Peace. What a great chat. Thanks for checking it out. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at Coaches Let's Chat. 
hit that subscribe button and once again if you get a chance drop a review it's super super helpful for growing the podcast have a good one peace